I'm Amy. And I'm Mike. And this is Teachers Talk Teachers. Teachers. Hello, hello, listeners. We are here again with a new guest this time around. And this week's guest, we have Mike. And Mike is my dad. I am very glad to be here, Amy. Thank you. I'm very honored, um, and I'm looking forward to this. So, thanks. Yeah. So, his name's Mike. I'll try to call him Mike so you as listeners know who I'm talking about. <laughs> That's going to be weird. <laughs> but uh, he's dad, so I'll probably, I'll probably call him dad. Now you guys know. This is my dad. He is a teacher, though, a retired teacher. And so, tell us a little bit about what you taught and what makes you qualified to be on this podcast. Well, I have 31 years of teacher experience, teaching experience. I taught kind of physical science and physics for those 31 years and uh, coached volleyball for 31 years. So I do have some teaching experience and I know that I've been a bad teacher and I've been a good teacher. (laughs) Yes, Mike, Mike, dad, (laughs) dad. um, I've mentioned him on the podcast before because he was one of my coaches back in the day. And then, yes, yeah, so he is a was a high school teacher. He's retired now, living that retired life. But I was able to observe him in his classroom when I was becoming a teacher. And yeah, so he's been teaching me throughout. And, and this is actually kind of a fun episode because the movie that we watch, a lot of the teacher moments kind of come from the parent anyway, I would say. I would agree. And so the movie that we watched was called Gifted Hands, and I had never seen or heard of this movie. And as our special guest, my dad was able to, he picked it, and it has a lot of parenting, which your parent is your first teacher, hopefully. Hopefully. And again, I had never heard of this movie until about three weeks ago. Um, Someone suggested it. So, but yeah, there's a lot of parenting teaching and that's great, but there's also teaching teaching. Yes, there's a there's teacher teaching. Teacher teachering yep. up in here. And so for those like the two of us, I guess, who had never seen this movie, Dad, I'm just it's I stutter every time I say it. Mike. Mike. Uh Dad, would you please give us a 30 second or less recap? on the movie for our listeners. Are you ready? I'm ready. Ready, set, go. Ben struggles as a student despite his mom's constant encouragement. He gets some glasses, he gets some determination, and he gets some support from his teachers and family members. He perseveres and battles through racist prejudices to thrive while fulfilling his lifelong dreams. Wow, that was beautiful. He gets some glasses and some determination. That was important. That was interesting. Yes. Thank you for that recap. Now, in uh, as your beautiful recap, I was wondering what your bad summary was. Okay. I don't know if it's a bad summary. It's just a, a short version a of shorter the summary. summary. <laughs> so. All right. Here it goes. Okay. Boy is ridiculed by his classmates for being stupid, gets glasses, gets encouragement, earns his doctorate, becomes a world-famous brain surgeon. Period. Period. <laughs> yeah, I like the glasses thing. I think I don't know why I think that's funny, where it's like he gets glasses and he gets some encouragement. Yeah. And here we go. Mine, 
is shorter. And it's smart boy in a dumb world turns one baby into two with science. Wow. <laughs> All right. Not that she's she's my daughter. I realize that. But I'm impressed. That was good. Yours is, yours is way better than mine. I've had a little bit more practice. Yes, you this have. Is, this is episode 10. Okay, that's fantastic. Episode 10 of Teachers Talk Teachers, which is kind of fun. I feel like 10's a milestone. Aren't I getting like a cake or something? Oh, you should I get the cake. cake. Okay. This is your first okay. one. Right. You get one. <laughs> I'll give you one-tenth of my cake. Okay. But yes, you can, as listeners, vote on the Best Bad Summary at our Instagram page. Teachers talk teachers. Yes. And my daughter, Amy, is and I are very competitive, but I understand that she's gonna she's gonna kill me in the in the summary. <laughs> <laughs> the first one's really hard. Yeah. Yeah, you get you get better at it. Also, the the math and science brain, it takes a while to find that creativity. <laughs> Gotta dig deep for some of that. This was not the first one that I wrote even for this episode that it changed a lot. Okay. But Trying to figure out how to, yeah, he, he does. I guess it is two babies, but they're one baby. That's that's a that's a wild. We might talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, so it is a story of Ben Carson. He is a world famous neurosurgeon, and he goes through a lot as a kid. He's growing up as a boy of color, which I think is how the teacher refers to him at some point in time back in the 60s, which was a, a struggle for, for him at times, I would say. And he had some good teacher help and some bad teacher in. <laughs> and, and yeah, he becomes a world-renowned neurosurgeon, which is cool. Which is like the whole second half of the movie is him. There's these Siamese twins that are attached at the head. And he has to figure out a way to separate them. And this is real life. This is like actually happened. This is like biography. Yeah. And he had to find a way to separate them with saving both of them. It had never happened before. It, so it was really interesting watching him him learn through that and like not wanting to do it until he was sure it would work. And so that was a cool learning process. So yeah, so it was, it, it was incredible just because I had known of Ben Carson a bit, but did not know of his story and of his, how great of a surgeon he was. Yeah. I had no idea. And it was funny because my husband comes downstairs while I'm in the middle of watching the movie and he goes, Oh, he separates babies. I was like, that's, that's, yeah, that's what this movie is about. <laughs> and so that was pretty funny. Yeah, so there there is some teaching happening in here. Even though it's his life and he is not a teacher, it does show how his teachers impact his kind of life in that. And so I was wondering, Dad, what is a good teacher move that you wanted to talk about? I think one is uh, Mr. Jake was his name, I think, his middle school, high school I teacher. got zero names of the teachers. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. So and I, so I'll go with whatever name you decide. So this was like his high school science teacher. And he was he was told to wait and, and see him after class. And so usually that's a, you know, kind of you've done something bad. And he's used to it from growing up. Getting called after class is a bad thing. But here, Mr. Jake calls him. It's his biology teacher. And he just notices Ben's intelligence and his desire to, to learn. 
and he shows him these um, microscopic animals under a microscope. And he says to him, he says, you just, he tells Ben, you just stepped in to another world. And I thought that was so cool. And um, for a teacher to, to, to point him out, to, to keep him after class, to show him something that he's never seen before. And just to, to show him there's a whole nother thing that he can, he can be involved in and, and be interested in. And I just, I think that was really good teaching. Yeah. Connected to that. I liked because that teacher asked a question to the class, which is what prompts him to mm. ask him to stay yes. after. And he was like, what rock is this? And Ben is the Benny. They call him Benny throughout. Benny is the only one that knows what kind of rocks rock it is. And he calls it like, obstinite or obstinite or, or something because ben is actually really into reading and he's reads so much that he learns about all of these things but reading a word and like phonetically versus how words are actually sound because the english language is a chaotic mess <laughs> yes. um <laughs> so he the teacher corrects his pronunciation but doesn't like derail him right. or make him feel less than for saying the wrong thing he's like oh obsidian and yeah, tell me more about it. And so he, I really liked that too, where you understand what the student is saying or trying to say, and you're validating their thoughts while also fixing their thinking. Right. And prompting more information from him. Cause he goes on to explain how obsidian is, you know, developed from a volcano and how it cools quickly and so and so. But I love that how the teacher prompts more information from him. And as you said, as he's correcting them, which is wonderful teaching. Yeah. I, so I was really blown away by that. And so that was really cool. I actually liked his elementary school teacher and this at the time he's failing like all of the things. And I got, I got some bad teaching happening, which is, I'm going to try not to dive too much into the bad teacher moves yet. But the the good teacher move that I liked was the teacher was getting the grades from the students. So the students are saying their grade out loud. We'll talk more about that later. But <laughs> saying their grade out loud and he it's out of 25 and, you know, kids are getting A's and she's like, oh, good job, good job or whatever. And then he says his score, which was very low, but she's still positively encourages him and was like, oh, that's really good improvement. Mm -hmm. and, and you did better than last time. So he still got an F, but it was not just praising students for being the smartest in the class or whatever, but kind of seeing where students are at and encouraging them along their journey was cool. I like that. I like, and I didn't, I didn't write that down, but yeah, she encourages him for his improvement and praises him for his improvement. And as parents and stuff, we want to do that. We want to praise them for yeah. their effort and, and their improvement and things like that. So um, I agree with that, Amy. Good. That's, that's something that I started doing in my classroom, I don't know, probably five years ago. I read an article about grading policies and I was not happy with how we were grading and High school, Becky and I had talked about this earlier on the podcast, but high school kids are the same as kindergartners in the sense that they love stickers. <laughs> and so I was putting stickers on the the quizzes and tests that got A's and like, congrats, like you did it. But then reading this article, I recognized that it 
especially in math, like it doesn't make sense that all kids are going to get an A. That doesn't mean that they are incapable of it, but due to gaps in their learning or things like that, they don't have to be like the best in their class. They just have to be their best and trying to find ways in which to show improvement and praise that improvement and be excited that you are doing better than what you did. So for a while, when I was grading quizzes, I didn't write their score on the top of the paper. I just wrote it in the grade book. But then what I did write on top of the paper was either a plus sign, an equal sign, or a minus sign. And what that plus sign meant was they did better on this quiz than their previous quiz. And an equal sign meant they did about the same as their previous quiz. And a minus meant that they did worse. And that actually fixed two things in my classroom. One, I was able to praise kids for their improvement. So I was giving stickers on all plus signs. I was still giving stickers for A's because a kid that got an A this time and last time, like they got an equal sign, but you still get a sticker for getting an A. And then a minus sign, it would it changed the game around because you got a kid that went from an A to a B. Well, that's that's a minus. Like if you're an A student, you should keep being an A student and keep being your best. Makes sense. And I want you to be your best and strive to keep improving or at least doing the same versus you got a kid who went from a 5% to a 50% that's still an F, but that's a huge improvement. And like that should be praised. And I really liked that change that I made. And it also took away from kids comparing themselves to each other of, oh, I'm not as smart as you. So why even try? But now you're trying to be as smart as yourself. I love it. I love it. I never did that as a teacher. (laughs) I didn't do it this year. Things just got wild Uh, this year, but but... it seems like that that's a, that's a great method um, for grading and, and recognizing that kid's improvement. So I'm proud of you. Good job. Thanks, dad. (laughs) Yeah, I did not come up with that myself. We went to a training. So our math teachers, we would teach the whole year. And then the week right after school was out, we would go to these district-wide trainings. And so that article was given to us. And and I think I'm the only one that made that change. I also, I love stickers. So I'm like, how can I give out more stickers? (laughs) But but yeah, I, I definitely want to go back to that. This year, I missed the first week of school because I had COVID, and I just feel like I never got my feet under me. And and we're not even doing content the first week, but I just felt like I missed the first five days of school, and I was already five years behind. And yeah. <laughs> I just I want to go back to it though. I I loved that was my favorite thing. So, okay. but kudos to that teacher for encouraging improvement. It reminded me to do that again next okay. year. And I I. Another good teacher thing is, and not actually a teacher, but Ben's mom was an amazing, amazing lady. So she was illiterate, right? She did not know how to read and write, but, and she was a single mom of two boys and Ben was just struggling, struggling, struggling. And she realized, first of all, that he needed glasses and that improved his learning a lot, but she was, she was encouraging and told them he, she had so much confidence in in the, her boys, especially in Ben, that she inspired him and made him realize that he was a capable learner. And if if a parent can do that or a teacher can do that, that is is that so valuable. So I was really really happy and proud that Ben had a mom that that could do that. 
yeah, it it made me reflect on parenting as well. It was a wild movie you made me watch. I cried. I don't know if you intended that. I cried watching this movie. It's like sad at times. Sure it is. Yeah. So I cried. But yeah, reflect. I didn't cry during the parenting parts. I don't think I cried during the parenting <laughs> parts. But as a parent of two young children, it was sad but cool to hear Ben and his brother just like, I'm dumb. I can't do this. And I'm never going to be able to do this and this. And then the mom would try to encourage him with her words and say, no, you're smart, you're capable. But then also she just went full parent mode on them as well. And was like, no TV, you get two TV shows a week. You get to go to the library and you're going to read everything. And that's really what inspired Ben to, he didn't know he loved to read and he had to, because there was, he wasn't allowed to watch TV. (laughs) So she made him go to the library and write a weekly report <laughs> on what he read and that that was wild to me i don't know if i'll be that extreme of a mom but... yeah that is that is definitely <laughs> uh takes a lot of commitment as a parent to do that but she did and mm-hmm. it obviously paid off i'm glad you did not make me do that <laughs> growing up <laughs> we yeah you you like parented us enough to where i didn't have to write a book report for you every week but then you're a teacher mom's a teacher so we we had a lot of teaching happening in our house anyway without the need for a book report but also you're a science teacher so right um and then the last thing i want to talk about is professor burkett um he owns he's the homeowner where ben's mom is the housekeeper and She's cleaning his house and walks into this room, this library, which Amy... Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So I I want to get your comment because I know you want a room like that. I want my whole house to be like that. He had this whole room (laughs) just full of books. And I want... I was recently described as a book dragon where I just hoard books and I... Yes, I am, and I want all of the books. So he had <laughs> he had this amazing room, and she asked, "How many of these books have you read?" And he said, "Most of them." And he found out, realized that she didn't know how to read, and he, as a as a recent widower, uh, really kind of took her under his wing um, and taught her patiently, taught her how to read. Yeah, and and how and just knew how important that was just in society, but for her, so she could teach her, her children some more. So I give it up to Dr. Burkett. Yeah, there was, it was really cool to see again in a, in a day and age where the racism was still pretty rampant and, and not kind of, but like really, and to see the, the positive outputs of, humanity that really helped drive these people forward and it was it was interesting to see like i did not grow up in that time obviously mm-hmm. and so it's it's not as real now at least that i experience or see in my classroom or things like that mm-hmm. but that i mean that is people's lived experience sometimes and and so yeah it was cool to see um people treat them like people because that's what they are <laughs> you yes. know, like that was wild to me. What else do you have? I don't really have any other good 
moves that I need to bring up? Anything else that you want to talk about no. good before we move to no, bad? I don't have, I, no. Yeah, so I, I got some bad. I got some bad. I, I do too. <laughs> the first bad I kind of mentioned already was his elementary school teacher. And it's so funny watching it now as a bad teacher move because all the teacher was doing was they had some math test or spelling thing and they traded with a partner and they graded it in class and then they said their scores out loud and that was like a very normal thing for a really long time i think so yes i did it and i obviously i did it too (laughs) i'm older than you right yes um and and to add to that too um the other kids, obviously, when when Ben says his score, they all laugh. And she may have, but it's not in the movie that she says anything to the other kids. She just kind of everybody accepts it. it yeah. and, and I think is he the only African American kid in the in class? It from what they showed, yes. Okay. So and and again, I don't know if that's completely true, but um for her not to say anything to the other kids, I think was, you know, if anyone's making fun in my class, they it's not okay. Yeah. I even talked to a kid about that today where he came into class and then he was like, Oh cool. My group is gone. Like I don't have to work with my group today. And then a kid walked the kid in his group walked Mm -hmm. in a little bit late and its first response is, Oh man. I was like, excuse me. (laughs) The words I said were, we're trying to create a positive environment here and the first words out of your mouth at 90 seconds of class are mostly negative so how is that helping the atmosphere here and yeah so um his elementary teacher is definitely not you know trying to establish a positive atmosphere because people are feeling very uncomfortable with what's going on there and other people are just laughing at at ben and it was not it was very uncomfortable yeah again it made me laugh because it's definitely a bad teacher move but it it wasn't for a really long time it's a very normal right thing yeah i remember when um in college i had a professor that printed our name and our score and posted it outside his office and it was like Oh, and that's a, that's in this movie too yeah. when he's at Yale. So yeah. again, normal thing. It was totally normal. Yeah. So a bad teacher thing um, for sure, and without a doubt. So he is called the teaching surgeon. So when when Ben goes to John Hopkins, so he's going to, you know to become a doctor, and the teaching surgeon displays horrible racism towards Ben, and. None of the other students' interns stand up for Ben and stand up to that racist pig of a doctor. So can I say racist pig? You can say racist yeah, pig. Yeah, he was a racist pig. He was a racist pig. And so that was that was unfortunate. First of all, he should not be the the teaching surgeon. And I know the other people just want to stay in the doctor program, so they didn't stand up, but they all just kind of put their head down and walked out. And Ben's just was just demoralized i was really impressed and you know whether it was how it really happened in real life with ben carson or if it was movitized what is the word (laughs) movitized for sure i like it but he handled all of those situations with such grace and And humility humility and the recognition of 
I can't control you as a racist pig or a human, but I can control how I react. And so in that moment, the guy's going off on Ben Carson and then you can tell he wants to get angry. And then he just goes, are you done? Mm. And the guy's like, yes. All right. Now I, I want to be a neurosurgeon. So here I am. I'm going to do my thing. You know, yeah, that, that I can't imagine having to do that. An amazing amount of humility to, to, to take that. Cause it was, it was pretty awful. And you just wanted to punch the guy in the face. It's funny that you say that because in my notes, I have the words punch that teacher in the face, <laughs> but in relation to a different teacher. <laughs> so who's this one in relation this to? This is relation at the end of middle school. He gets an award for okay. the highest achieving. Okay, I have that in in ugly. ugly. Yes. But so I don't know. So again, I don't know. I was not alive in this day and age. Just and if it it maybe it didn't happen. I don't know. But yeah, so he Ben gets this an award for being highest achieving student in the middle school and he gets a certificate and then this other teacher stands up and tells the rest of the crowd. Wait, uh -oh. can I, can I interject? I'm going to interject here for okay. a second. She not only stands up, but I wrote this. She takes the mic like Kanye at the Grammys. <laughs> right? Didn't she? She just kind of... I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> she just steps in, takes the mic and basically says... And I, 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 at first, I mean, you can tell by the look on her face that she's, she's kind of angry, but at first she's almost, she's complimenting Ben. I thought it was yeah. going to be a compliment. So she's saying he came, you know, he doesn't have a father. He came from a troubled background. He was, he has he did, all the disadvantages, all the disadvantages. Uh, and he, and he's, um, you know, top African the American, but he's top of the class. And then she says, shame on you. She's shaming all the other students that they didn't perform better than this guy. And uh, I just, I yeah, I wrote punch that teacher in the face. Yeah. She could be punched. In the I'd face. punch her in the face. I think okay. I'd punch her in the face, <laughs> but, but it's just like Kanye wanted, we wanted to punch him in the face. I did too. want to punch Kanye in the face too. I'm also a big T Swift fan. Beyonce had the best album of all time. <laughs> Uh, don't get me. Oh my gosh. I love Taylor Swift. Okay. Taylor, and, Taylor listen, and I, I did actually <laughs> watch the Kanye Taylor video from the Grammys just to, to compare. And yeah, yeah, that's basically what happened. Yeah. Kanye, not a great teacher either is my, probably, uh, <laughs> anything else I think with the, the bad teaching I had, Oh, one that I thought was funny. And it was so small, but they're they're doing spelling bees kind of throughout the movie in the different grade mm, levels. Right. And I remember doing the spelling bee as a kid, and my dad is trying so hard not to laugh, which comes to a tangential story after my bad teacher move. But anyways, they're doing the bad teacher move, and they go back and forth, and he wins, and the teacher just doesn't care. Not even doesn't care that he wins, yes. but you can tell she just doesn't care at all about the spelling bee. She's like... Congrats. Way to go. No, I think she's, I thought that she was more disappointed that Ben won. Oh, see, I read that as like teachers just do, like I'm required to do uh, this spelling bee. Interesting. I wonder which one it is. Yeah. Maybe because I didn't look. I wonder if it's the same teacher that ran that spelling bee that then stood up at the end. Ew. Maybe. I don't know. But I, I read her face as dang it, now I got to do this stupid spelling bee. I don't care about this. But the... <laughs> I didn't get that impression. Oh, that's how I read it. I just it. thought she was being racist. It's possible. Yeah. There's a lot of that in this movie. 
But the reason why my dad was trying so hard not to laugh, did a good job, but I called out his face anyway. Um, Raisin? Was that the No, no. Calm down, sir. (laughs) So I was in a fifth grade spelling bee, and I won the spelling bee in my classroom, which is how I got to this. Yes, I did. No, you're a great speller. I don't deny that at all. So I won the spelling bee in my classroom, and then there was like a larger scale spelling bee that I got to be a part of, and I was the first person out. What was the word? Fickle. Oh, fickle. Yeah. It's a hard word. Yeah. It's like everybody right now spell fickle. Is that like pickle? Well, yes. (laughs) Unless you're a fifth grader who finds a nickel (laughs) under their chair before going up and you spell it with an E-L because that would be incorrect. So fickle. F-I-C-K-L-E. Fickle. Fickle. Okay. Yes. So in case anyone was curious, spelling bees suck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> unless you're ben carson apparently but yeah. <laughs> um but there was i had really good teaching after that because i had a lot of support after i was sobbing uncontrollably for being the first person i don't lose very well my dad can attest to that your son does not either <laughs> no my poor son guys any other parents out there really hard right now but anyways any other bad teacher moves that you want to well, so up. I thought that that whole thing at the assembly where she took the mic, I thought that was just bad teacher. I don't know if that would happen. Oh, an ugly teacher? Yeah, it's it's hard to say. I Oh, ugly. Sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. I can I can kind of see it going both ways. It could have been yeah. dramatized for dramatized. That's the word I was trying to come up with earlier, not uh, movetized. I liked your first word. <laughs> um so it could have been dramatized for the screen, but I also don't I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't watch it and go, that would never happen. Uh, I question it. Okay. But people suck sometimes. Yes. And again, when she, when she basically chastised the whole audience, they all just kind of gave her a look. No one said, this is not okay. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of bystander effect happening (laughs) in this movie too, which was quite frustrating to watch, which again, like, agitated all of my emotions to where crying ensues later on. But yeah, one other thing that I, it was one sentence that happened that made me think of a bad teacher move was they had moved, the Carson family had moved from Boston to this new place. And now he's, that's, he's failing all of his classes. This is before he gets his glasses and starts being successful. But the mom is like, why, why are you failing all of your classes now? You were doing fine in Boston. And Ben goes, well, they didn't ask us to do so much in Boston. And so I'm just putting a blanket statement on all of the 60s Boston era teachers at Ben's (laughs) (laughs) elementary school. Again, if you have this kid who you know, can't do his times tables yet and can't really read very well yet and can't do all of these things, but was doing fine. You either aren't really teaching or you just have really low expectations of what okay is. And then you're like, all right, well, we'll just pass you along anyway. And so it just made me reflect on having those expectations of students. And if you have low expectations, they're going to meet them. And what I've also found is if you have really high expectations of students, 
they're bound to meet then. And that's really what happens in this movie because his mom had those high expectations of him and some teachers had high expectations of him. But unfortunately, I think what happened was I think in a lot of, you know, inner city or low income areas, they're not, you know, held to a high standard. They're just trying to get them by. I would say that that probably still happens today where, I mean, if you think of a lot of the low income schools, the teacher turnover is just so high and they're constantly hiring because teachers don't stay. And if you have brand new teachers in these classrooms that don't have experience or don't know how to have a high expectations, it like, I've definitely grown in that from where I am year one to now year eight. Thankfully, you know, I've grown as a teacher and I've seen my first few years, kids just blew me out of the water of what I thought they were capable of. And now those are my starting expectations of students because I have seen it in the past. And so I have like the students taught me how to have high expectations of them. Oh, I like that. So always a learner. Nice. Any other bad before we talk about ugly? I kind of stole your ugly in the bad. So there's a little bit of crossing over. We don't have have an answer. Yeah. I have nothing else ugly. Yeah. Again, it's it's really hard. I think Jared and I had a tough time with the Ron Clark story as well, figuring out like, okay, this is a story of a real person. Right. What is Hollywood movitizing? <laughs> and, and what is actually not happening? I don't know. It was tough to right. say. And and again, the, the one thing that I wrote down, which wasn't even a teacher move, but this could have happened. I couldn't find it. I actually tried to research this one, but after he's... In this neurosurgeon internship, I don't know what they, residency. Residency. And there's a guy who comes in and has this head trauma. And if he doesn't have his brain surgery, he's going to die. And they cannot get a hold of any of the brain surgeons. And so this resident does the brain surgery by himself. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that would happen. I don't know if that really happened. I don't know if they made that up to be like, look how great he is. Right, he can so, even do it without a license. Like, yeah, they said like all the 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 surgeons are like at a conference or something. Yeah, they tried to call like five different people and none of them picked yeah. up. That's not a thing. Yeah, so I, I I don't know, but again, I think he had to do the surgery or the guy would have died. So, That's true. Yeah, so. yeah, I think I did actually kind of put that as a a good teaching move later on because then the the head guy who's supposed to be his teacher neurosurgeon after he does this illegal operation he calls him in and you know chastises him for doing an illegal operation but then also encourages and compliments him so there is growth from that guy from being like racist pig man <laughs> to was that a different guy oh it's a different guy oh it's a different no, guy racist pig guy still racist pig oh, okay no, different a, guy. Another guy okay good to know but anyways the <laughs> the doc that he chastises him for doing illegal things because you also have to you know point out the wrong that is right. done but then tells him like way to take the proper action that man would have died had you not done that yes so yeah that's that's kind of my my good bad and and ugly um, now you, you kind of mentioned earlier in your good teacher moves, his middle school science teacher is, is talking to him about rocks and then asks him to, to stay after class, which as a student, anytime you hear, can you, can you see me after class? You now have the next 
hour or so of class to think of every possible scenario as to what whatever that could be. And so I was wondering, as a teacher, have you ever had one of those see me after class moments? Yes, I've had. So as a coach and a teacher, I've said I've had a see me after class moment and see me after practice moment. And unfortunately, it's usually a negative. And usually the student or athlete knows why I'm seeing them after class. And for as as a teacher and for the students, I want to usually it's because they're acting up in class and I want to um, kind of develop our relationship a little bit, just kind of face to face. So it's not necessarily I'm not like yelling at them and stuff, but I'm trying to understand them and want them to understand me and stop being selfish because there's other, 30 other people in the class that, are, that need to, you know, to learn. And so, but yes. And have I ever had a student stay after to inspire them creatively or, you know, or something? And unfortunately, I don't remember ever holding a kid after class because they're just doing so great. So, yeah, that is a, I accidentally recently held a student after class for a positive reason. Oh, the day prior, there was a huge thing where I kept 15 kids after class for doing a negative thing. <laughs> and cause I have a student teacher and she found a note Ooh. that was inappropriate and we didn't really know where it came from. We like thought we knew who it was, but we didn't really have any evidence of who it was. And so she was like, how do I handle this? So I went over the top handling this thing to, to show <laughs> like, this is not how we treat people. And so I made the whole class day and then was like, anybody want to fess up? And then no one did, obviously, because they're a bunch of 14-year-old kids. And then I was like, well, it was on this side of the room, so this half can leave. And I let half of the class go. And then we ended up getting down to two groups. And I was trying to get them, like, the one kid to confess or to get them to turn on each other to, like, throw somebody under the bus or something. Because I was like, I don't really want to deal with this. It's it's inappropriate, but it's not, like, end of the world thing. And then if I knew who it was, I'd talk to that kid. I wouldn't go to admin. But they're stonewalling me so i'm like i'm gonna call administration so i like slowly pick up the phone i like take a while to like find the number i call i'm like talking about i got a bunch of kids what do i do okay i'll write down the names so then i'm writing down the names and then they start to turn on each other i'm like ooh, they're gonna finish so then i i pretend to start writing things because i'm like just trying to stall at this point this is a good teacher move right no i know (laughs) it eventually turns into one okay i don't know but whatever so no one ever confessed, so I ended up turning in who I thought it was to the office. But I, the next day, I had a few of the kids stay after class to, like, apologize. Because I'm like, I know it wasn't you. Like, <laughs> that is just beyond the realm of who you are as a person. And I need you to know that I didn't think it was you. And you're doing all the good things. And I appreciate you staying and, like, not being mad at me about that. But. I've had students request to meet me after class because they usually want to, um, you know, tell on someone that cheated. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So not like, not to tell me I'm the best teacher ever. Oh, but, well, that's what I would say. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> but to tell on other kids that they saw cheating. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. 
I I do in high school. So I talked about my science teacher last week when we talked about Legally Blonde. And I, she was great. So my my high school science teacher, there was a moment where first minute of class, she says, Amy, see me after class. And I have no idea what it's about. Like I have, I'm, so then the next hour I'm just stewing of like, what could I have possibly done wrong? That's going to yeah. like get me in trouble. Like, do I just start groveling right away? Like, I don't even know what I'm groveling for, but she asked me to stay after class because my sophomore year of high school, just a lot of things happened. I had like two different mentor, like adult mentors at my high school. And like one was let go. And then the other one like left of their own volition. And then I was having some like crazy friend drama and I, I didn't really have anywhere to go. And, and she recognized the personality shift, I guess that I Mm -hmm. was showing uh, as our listeners know I'm not a quiet person (laughs) and um, I, you know, I was coming to class and I just didn't have a lot to say. And so she made me stay after class and and told me like, I understand that the people that you trust are no longer people that you trust. And if you ever need someone to talk to, like I'm here for you. I like it. Yeah. And it was really cool. And, and I, you know, I invited her to my wedding and, and we, we still keep in touch occasionally. And so, yeah, good good teachering move. She was awesome. There was some bad teachering moves from her too. We went to a private school. We got to blow stuff up in chemistry. Probably shouldn't do that <laughs> normally, but yeah. So we usually wrap up by rating my professor, but there was kind of a lot of different teachers for very small moments of time. So I didn't know if you had a specific teacher you wanted to rate, or if you wanted to rate them all rapid fire. Well, I have. The, I kind of know their names, some of their names. Okay. So first of all was Mrs. Williamson, who was um, the elementary teacher that did, um, that called the scores out loud and stuff. Okay. Are you giving her the chili pepper? Oh, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't remember what she looked like. Um, So no, (laughs) but she she did praise Ben for improvement. I wrote that, uh, but I think it's still a three because she was reading, had the kids read their scores out loud. So, you know, so I think a three is probably appropriate there. I think nowadays it would be a three, but I think back in her day, it might've been a four or a five. I don't know about five. Yeah, I don't know. About I don't know about five. five. There's some <laughs> bullying going on that wasn't being addressed, but four, four point two. But it might have been a four back in back in her day. But I would agree that it would be probably a three. Yeah, we're in our day now. Yeah, our day. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mr. Jake, who was I think maybe his junior high, early high school teacher yeah. that had him stay after class mm-hmm. and just inspired him by looking through a microscope, and he was just. <sighs> Again, I think we've all had teachers like that that inspired us. Yes. I had a high school physics teacher and a college physics teacher that just inspired me. And so Mr. Jake was that guy. So I gave Mr. Jake a five. I gave him a five. Okay. There was the um, also the Yale University professor, um, you know, th- as he's going through med school and stuff and he's trying to pass tests and, and, uh, his girl and we haven't mentioned, but his girlfriend at the time who became his wife, uh, she really motivated him, but you know, he wanted to improve and he ended up 
passing that big exam at Yale. And so that Yale University professor inspired him, really talked about the brain and how incredible the brain was and really got Ben interested in the brain and he became a brain surgery. So I gave that guy a four. That's funny because I gave kind of just like the general Yale professors like a two because he was complaining about how he couldn't do his classes because their lectures sucked. And so he ended up just ditching all of the lectures to study on his own. Isn't that how college works? I, well, my yeah. lectures were terrible too. <laughs> so I don't know about the good teaching, but, okay. um, but yeah, that one was like a, like a hands-on. They got to like see the, the cadaver in the brain. Yeah. And then the horrible Punch racist the teaching surgeon, um, I gave him, is it from one to five or zero to five? I gave it a one to five. Okay, but... <laughs> then we give him a one. Yeah, I, yeah, he gets a punch in the face from me. He doesn't even get a number. Okay, that's, okay. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll let you punch him in the face. Yeah, so thanks for joining me, Dad. Oh, it's been great. This Yay. has been really a fun time. It's been really fun to have you. And for our listeners, I do want to thank you guys for listening. As an update, I do want to let you guys know that we are going to actually be taking a break from our podcast for a small period of time. I don't know how small of a period of time. Hopefully it is just a small period of time. I am going to be waiting for Becky to fully recover from all of her sickness and such that is going on in her life. And we just, again, keep praying for Becky. We love her. And as we wrap up episode 10, hopefully it's a short break. It could be an extended break, but we are ending our semester, ending season one. And well, I, want, I have oh, one more thing. To one add. more thing. Obviously we talked that, that this is Ben Carson and before I saw this movie, I really was only aware of him as a politician, sort of. I didn't even know that he was this great brain surgeon. Yeah. So, and um, so learning about him was fantastic. And he's going to be the uh, keynote speaker at the Pathway Health Clinic uh, Gala oh. in a few months. So, um, so just, just that I thought that was very, very interesting. That and is then cool. he's a brain surgery, and obviously that that interested me as I'm going to a uh, brain tumor conference in Washington, DC next week. So that will be really cool. So, yeah. Lots of, lots of brain things. Yeah. So sorry to, to interrupt, but if you want to end the semester oh, yes. now. Yeah. So end of the semester, we finally got a bell. This, this bell's from my dad. He retired and they got a bell and now we have a bell. So, <laughs> Class dismissed. Make good choices.